What's up, what's up, everyone? We are back for another episode of The Couch with Rob Fields. And listen, today we got another banger. Uh, <laughs> we got another banger. The, the love for VA is big on this show. The VA South Carolina connection is continuing on. And but. let me, usually when I have guests come on the show, guys, you know how I do. I got to lay out the red carpet. All right, so today <laughs> we have a creative on the show. We have a, a, a man of his word, okay? We have a, a real human with a great mind. He's a risk taker, which is a recurring theme with most of the people that we talk to. Uh, he He's a visionary. And I mean, I've only known him for a short time, ladies and gentlemen, but he's he's one of them ones. I appreciate it, bro. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for our guest today. <laughs> the man behind Humble Hustle. Give big hand claps to Xavier Tremaine. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's a hell of an intro, hey. bro. Hey, man, you got to put it down for our people, man. I really appreciate it. Listen, I appreciate it, man. You know, I appreciate you just lending me some of your time. I know you a busy man. But, man, once once we got the opportunity to lock this in, man, I really wanted to make make this thing happen, man. And, I listen, man, thank you. For sure. For sure. For sure. It's all love, bro. It's it's an honor to be on the show, um, to be able to to talk. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, the South Carolina – um, I got some roots, not roots in South Carolina, but I had some. I spent some time in South Carolina. Um, but to see it all come together, you know what I'm saying, from emailing to, or even just the connection. So shout out to 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 Layden, no doubt, uh, or Dante, whatever we want to go by, <laughs> uh, for that connection. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, man. I mean, he's he's been a big part of the show as well. Kind of been working in for sure, working behind the scenes, getting things together. And you know, I, I I really appreciate the connection because I I'm I'm really at a point in my life where I just want to meet people, like minded people. I want to meet new people. I want to expand my network, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Right. So this is a good start, man. And yeah. All right. So Xavier, man, like when when I bring people on the show, in order to to mm-hmm. let the people know where we are. I like to go Correct. back to where we came from. All right. I, I like to okay. get, get the, the man behind the man or the wool man. You know what I mean? I, I, got you. Got so I like to start from the beginning. Are you cool with that? Okay. Um, let's, let's do it. All right. So we're going all the way back. So tell me about the young version of yourself. The young version. Um, you know, I could be cliche and say, oh, I was always a creator. I was always creative, um, things like that. But I grew up, you know what I'm saying? I hate to say, like, the typical black young boy, but, like, I would say, like, the typical black young boy. I grew up in um, it's a place, well, a city called Roanoke, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up with my grandfather, my grandmother, um, and my mother. I had a lot of cousins um, in the house. Um, I come from my young mother. But I grew up a very outdoorsy kid, so super like walk around no shoes, okay. no shirt. You know what I'm saying riding bikes. Just I was a boy's boy, like I was just like a legit boy, like riding bikes at three years old. Like, so, were, so were you country? Because um, you know it, it. 
in South Carolina, you know, we, <laughs> we call us I wasn't y'all's country. No, I wasn't that. I wasn't y'all's country. I wasn't y'all's country. I still had, I still had the city in me, um, but I was country in the in the fact of like my grandfather was country, and like my mom and them grew up super country. So gotcha. I saw like the hunting or like getting the deer and cleaning deer, and like you know, um, I saw that lifestyle. But I kind of lived both of them because I grew up in the country a little bit and then until my mother got married and then we moved to the city and that's when things really like switched. So I got to see both sides of that. Um, but I wouldn't call myself really country. Um, I kind of really can adapt anywhere to be honest. Yeah. But the younger me was very much just like wild, still a risk taker. Um, very much. A, 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 I, I, I tried to challenge everything. I wanted to do. I wanted to do everything the adults were doing, like everything. Okay, so, so you you would say you were curious coming up. Very curious, very curious, very like, why can't I do that? I see that person doing it. Why can't yeah. I do that? Like, okay, he's riding a bike. Why can't I do that? And then all the people in my neighborhood were older, so I grew up around like, um, I see them now in the in the community, and they're like, dang, X, like. We had you with us when we was like 15, you was like six. Like, Bro, so you know what I'm saying? I was yeah. always around that older, you know what I'm saying? Moving, moving the way older people do. Not old, but of you course. know, kind of, I always had that wisdom. Yeah. I, I, I like to tell people that I'm, I've always been a sponge. The, the difference yeah. between me doing everything that the crowd did was I have a filter and my filter Correct. You know, has been pretty good over this over my time span. So Correct. while I see all of the wild stuff, I was always able to say, hmm, I don't know if I want what they got from Yeah. You know, I don't want the results that they got from doing whatever and this and that. So I would just take it. Oh wow. And then I would do away with it most of the time, right? So, you know, I I I don't but I don't know if I was as curious as you, you know, because curiosity back in yeah. Yeah, for us, curiosity was a bad thing. You know, like why why you going why are you asking so many questions? You facts. Know, but, facts. And I was always a I was always a question asker. I was always a challenger. So I'm not gonna just take your word for it just because you say it. Like you, know, you tell me one plus one is, is two and you you know, I'm like, eh, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me, why is it too yeah. though? Like, yeah. saying, um, so I was super curious, always creative though, and always myself. My mother was a young mother, so it was very much always a thing where um, she pushed me, like instilled that. If it's one thing my mama said all the time, be yourself, like be yourself. That was the, that's one, if, if anything ever happened, I know that's, that's going to stay ingrained in me forever is be yourself. And it stayed with me, you know what I'm saying, from childhood till now. You know where I am now is being yourself, and I think that plays a major part in who I am today. Man, put for sure. put, so that's put that on a hoodie, man. <laughs> no, <laughs> no for doubt. Sure. For sure. <laughs> Yo, for sure. Yeah, so, 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 can I call you X? I mean, we, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna call you yeah. X, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. So X, man. Like I, I, I did some research, man, and I, I saw you was you, you was you were you were a player, a football player, man. <laughs> where, <laughs> yes, where, yes. Where yes. did your love? for the sport of football come from and you know what what did what 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 did being a football player mean to you yeah um 
I played. I started playing football when I was four. Um, again, I, I I lived in the county. So if you got Roanoke, you got Roanoke County, and you got Roanoke City. Um, so county is, of course, you know what I'm saying. You're predominantly white. Um, and then, but there's different black uh, neighborhoods in the county. So I grew up in a black predominantly uh, predominant neighborhood in the okay. county. Then we moved to the city, which is predominantly black again. Um, lived in Northwest all my life, but my mom, when I was living in that area, she put me in city sports. Okay. So I got to play with like the best of the best in the city. You know what I'm saying? But I was still in like a county neighborhood. Um, again, so she got married, I moved to the city. So my love really came from, I would honestly say my, the coach I had at the time, coach Keith, he was a different type of coach. Um, again, it was in the city. So you got all types of different kids, all types of different backgrounds. Um, but he was just a very, very harsh coach. I would say, okay. um, nowadays you can't coach the way he coached. Nowadays, you can't say the things or uh, you can't you can't do the things that he did as a coach um, because society has become a little bit more sensitive to the way you talk to kids and things like that. The way he coached me really made you know, made you like love football. Um, it gave you pride. You know I'm saying it gave you a little bit more thicker skin to understand that everything he was saying was love. Um, and that's I the feel filter, like that's... man. I was talking to another athlete about it. You know, it wasn't how they said it; it was no. what they said. Correct. So you could be Correct. screaming this and that, going crazy, throwing your clipboard, but if you're saying something of substance, a real player, a real athlete. Correct. You know, you ain't Correct. even worried about all that kicking and fussing. What are you saying, Coach? Correct. All right. Correct. Yeah, I missed a, I missed an assignment. You right. Boom. Let's make it right the next time. Correct, correct, absolutely. So I mean, Coach Keith, and then yeah, I played, played football, played basketball, played baseball, um, but football was one of those things where it was like, all right, I'm good at basketball. Like I played basketball; that was my favorite sport for real. Basketball was the one I really wanted to go oh, far. Oh man, in. so you um, could hoop too, bro? You know, I yeah, I can actually okay. hoop. I can actually hoop. What happened? I got cut in like eighth grade at the middle school team, and I was it just kind of like shut me down. I was like, all right, maybe this ain't for me. Okay. Um, and I was always big, so I'm always I was always been a big dude, and I always been super aggressive. So that was the problem on the court. You know, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like I'm aggressive, so I'm not really. You know what I'm saying? I'm not finesse. Yo, right, I'm not right, finesse right, with right. it. More like put me in, give me the fouls. Um, or I'll get you the fouls. Or I, you know what I'm saying? I'll get somebody on the line. Um, but yeah, I just knew that I could go somewhere with football. I knew from a very young age, like all right. If I take this serious, like nine times out of ten, I'm gonna go somewhere. Um, of course, as you get through high school, you know things change with grades, and yeah, yeah, SATs and all that stuff like that. But I knew football was like I'm in love with this joint. Like I want to do this for the rest of my life. Like, okay, uh, yeah. So like you, so we talked a little bit in the pre-meeting uh, about you know it, it was a light conversation, you know, because we really wanted to get a lot of the stuff here for the show. But what was that journey like going through school? So you said you moved a little bit. You started yep. to fall in love with football. But there's there's a period for all of us, right, where we get we go through middle school and then you get to high school and things are all over the place. You're meeting new people. 
You know, you got Correct. people from other sides of the city that you never saw before. They didn't go to the same elementary school. They come Correct. to the same high school. What 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 was what was that experience like for you in high school? Just kind of being who you are, being a football player, and eventually being successful at playing the sport. Yeah. What, what was that period in your life yeah. like? Um. I was always, I was, I was always kind of in the in crowd, so it wasn't really. Um, I was never really. If I'm answering the question right, like high school was fun. If we're talking, if we were talking yeah, about high school, right, like right. high school was a high school was a time of my life. I I did not go to school a lot. Uh, <laughs> um, that was that was part of the problem. But I probably had too much fun in high school, to be okay. honest. Um, so it was a lot of fun in high school because I treated it like fun. It was just fun. Right. But then um, high school was tough, too, because I was managing life. I'm watching my mother, like, you know what I'm saying, watching different relationships unfold, watching okay. the divorces, you know what I'm saying, like splits and things like that. Um, still managing, like, an absent father. Like, still managing, you know what I'm saying? So I'm growing up and I'm seeing a lot. But school in school, it was like, all right, boom, here's the time where I get to have fun. This is the most consistent thing, you know what I'm saying? Are you, are you an um, only child? Yep, only okay, child. Okay, so you, you, you also balancing being the man of the house too, right? Correct, so, you correct. Know, if you're correct. experiencing, you know, different influences coming into the house, then you almost like correct. security. Like, hold up, player. Like, correct. wait, you said correct. what? Correct. <laughs> you know, that type of correct. Stuff. correct, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. So, correct. That, I mean, that's correct. a lot for a young person, man, to have to deal with that. And also, everybody's telling you to go to school, right? Because at, right. at what at what point was college a thing for you? Where you were like, oh, maybe I can. That's a good question. Can, That's like, a good question. To the next level, playing football. Yeah, I think ninth grade when I like ninth. I mean, I always knew I was gonna go to college. No, 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 no. Then back backtrack. Ninth grade, tenth grade was when it was like, oh, okay, like X, you kind of like. You you nah, decent, like you could go somewhere. Like I don't know what it's gonna look like or how you get there because I've never seen nobody in my family like. Right. There's no college athlete, so it's like, all right, how do I maneuver this? Right. Do they just um, do they especially just when you got a young mother? Do they just come and put the paper on my on the table? Like what? How does this exactly. work? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you don't have you don't have, I mean you got a, you got grandparents and a mother. My mom's still working. She ain't never seen nobody like go to college for basketball mm -hmm. or football. Okay. So we're just trying to, you know what I'm saying, really like maneuvering this joint out. Um, and then SATs by my senior year was like, all right, I'm good. Like I'm actually like a I'm actually a good football player. I got recruits. Like I'm the things are coming in. And now I'm like, all right, I want to go D one. Like I wanna, I want that. Like I know what I want. I don't want this. I want that. Um right, right. Cause you've seen it on TV, you know what I'm saying? You, you're taking the visits. Like I, I know what I want. Um, my mom was a was a genius. Like she just we, she made up this like profile joint. I had a picture on it, bunch of community service like you know accolades on it. And speaking about my character, because my GPA was trash. Like I graduated with like a one point nine. Okay. But we we sent that to like fifty schools, so offers and stuff started to come in. Um, unfortunately, with my SAT scores and my GPA, I couldn't just had that cakewalk like a lot of people had yeah. um but i ended up going to old dominion university so i would definitely say like around ninth tenth is when i knew like all right x you you kind of decent at this joint like you could really go somewhere if you take it serious 
again, wasn't focused at all. It was just, I, I was just talented, I would yeah. say. If I, I can only imagine where I would have went if I would have actually like lifted weights and watched actually film. pursued and, it. And, and, and pursued yeah, it. Like really went after it. Exactly. I got in by like, all right, boom, God's grace. You talented. You know what I'm saying? Cool. Once I got there, it was another opportunity to do what I didn't do in high school. Okay. So, so, so you, so Old Dominion ended up being your destination. Correct. Some, at this point, this is a, a change, right? In your life. So you, you are at home, you're going through, you know, what, a, what a lot of people go through, um, growing up. When you get on campus, you're away from home. What is that first experience like when you get on campus where you're like, oh, yo, like this is, all right, this is this this is what we do. <laughs> all right. What what is that like? Yeah, it was a quick it was a quick call to my mom, like, yo, this ain't it. Ooh. Like this ain't it, bro. This ain't it. And I think it was basically because of football. I think us as athletes, like, we have this when you the best in your city or you the best in your high school, yeah. you know, like you walking into college, like I'm like that. Like yeah. But then you got ten other everybody else young is all state too. <laughs> that's like that yeah. too. So then, and then you you quickly get out of the having fun in high school, where I could run around on the field, do what I want, make whatever plays I want, not really listening. To now you got a coach and you're like, hey, yo, this is a business, business, politics, all of that type of stuff. This is business, bro. Like I don't care where you came from. I could give a damn about your mom. You know what I'm saying? Like that's excuse my French, but like that's where it right. that's where it hit a little different. Like, oh man, I'm going home. Like yeah, you talking to me? I'm ready like to go that? home? Like, what you mean? Right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Um, and naturally too, because if you don't have that support system that has been there, you you're on an island by yourself. You, I'm calling my mom. She don't understand right. it. She didn't play right. sports. You know what I'm saying? She didn't go to like have that experience. I don't got no relationship with pops, mm -hmm. so I'm like. Can't maneuver that with him. Grandfather don't understand. Grandma don't understand. Aunties, they don't understand. So I'm like, you know what I'm saying? You figuring it out as a young man on right. your own. So you find different mentors and things like that. But other than the foot, the athlete side, the, you know what I'm saying, the student side, I was having the time of my life. You know what I'm saying? I'm in a whole new space. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a, again, it's a different type of black people. You got different cultures. I come from a city where it's, it's not that much culture. Okay, right, right. So... It's not that much culture, so you get around Ethiopians and Africans and you know what I'm saying, and, and Haitians and just a, a plethora of different culture. And again, I still got that in the back of my mind, like be yourself, and I'm being myself, and I'm accepted. I'm having the time of my life. I'm having the time did of you, my life. So when you when you were introduced to all of these different cultures, did you soak Correct. that up and say, "I want to learn more," because coming coming Absolutely. from a small city. You can be overwhelmed by all of these different flavors we're talking about, right? You can be overwhelmed, correct? And it it could send you on the path to go back home. Like, man, these man, these people, correct? They eating all this weird food. Like, they, their moms mm -hmm. want some lamb. Like, we don't we eat no lamb, yeah. no curry, goat. Like, what? I mean, of course it's delicious, but at, you know, as young people, right? We like what, man? What is what, is, what are you talking about, man? Like, what what is this? Some people absolutely. Get, defeated by that and they don't want any parts of it but how do you take meeting all of these people from all of these different parts of the world i think i've always been again curious i've always been inquisitive i've always wanted more 
for myself than what I've like been around. I've always like seen more or, or um, asked myself like, why isn't this or why isn't this? So being around that finally was like, dang, like I'm finally seeing this more to the world than little Roanoke, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Where you come from and it's, you know, it's white, black, like that's it. Like yeah. um, finally seeing that was just, you know, it was, it was, everything I needed. Like it was everything I needed. Um, you know, I party, party with the best of them through parties. Like, hello. Um, <laughs> you know, I did, I did everything, everything a, a college student, you know, should do. Um, probably a little too much, you know what I'm saying? Depending on who's, who's asking. But, um, I think you manage it just, everything is, I don't even know how to explain. Everything isn't for everybody. And so, yeah. Um, you'll quickly find out if it's too much culture, if it's not enough culture, or if it's just not for you. Uh, Old Dominion was, you know what I'm saying, specifically for me in that time of life where I needed to be immersed into those cultures um, because that's that's what keeps me going. I, I like that. I like that. I like to see that the world is bigger than myself. Yeah. The reason that I asked it is because this exposure leads directly to what you're doing now and we're going to get there correct so we're going to revisit correct. this exposure okay. we're going to revisit it yeah. it's important all right so you playing sure. football at odu was it was it an nfl thing for you where you were like yo i'm going i'm trying to go to the league uh, was it was it that or uh, was it like yo i'm just trying to do my four years and we're going to see what's happening i mean so like i feel i personally feel like Every athlete, if you make it to the collegiate level, you are in somewhat, especially D1. If you make it D1 level, you are very much, you've got the eyes, your eyes on the prize. Yeah, you one like, step away. I'm doing this. Absolutely. If I wanted to go D3, I, I, I could have went D3 and I wouldn't have taken it serious. Because it just, not to say it's not that serious, but it's much harder to get pulled out of uh, out of that class than if you have the exposure of a, uh, of a D1 program. So at least for football. So immediately when I got, I mean, that's, that was definitely like, I'm going to the league. I'm going to the league. You quickly find out if your league material very quick. Yeah. yeah. Like very, very, very. Yeah. I, very I tell people this story, bro. Uh, my junior year. Cause I mean, it, you know, it's, it doesn't really matter. I, I entered my name in the NBA draft. Yeah. And I mean, I was, I was a six man in in college, for the most part. I mean, right. I I did well as a six man. Uh, yeah. But, uh, I just put my name in the draft because it's just like, what are they gonna say? No, like okay, right. like right, cool. Right. So I talked to my right. family about it, and I think I might have sent in an application or something like that. And I mean, of course, I didn't make it, but I but I tried it because, like you said. We one step away. Like you might as well roll the one dice. Step. I mean, pe people step, people buy lottery tickets every day. <laughs> like, every you know, day. and some people actually get a cash every in. day. So who knows? Right. Like maybe I could have cashed in. I don't know, but I I tried right. it. But I mean, I I asked that question, man, because there comes a time where you're playing, and then all of a sudden things change. Right. So for you, you get to your senior year. Correct. What's happening in that senior year? 
Um, so before I, and I'll give you the senior year and I'm gonna give you before the senior mm-hmm. year. So mind you, I, you know, in high school, I took, like I, I played, right. I, I got by, by the skin of my teeth. I'm just like, okay, he gets by, by, by talent. Um, I'm not really working hard to be honest. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm my principal was having to pick me up from, from, from home to get me to practice. I'm quitting back and okay. forth. Like I was that kid. Right. College, I get the chance and I'm like, all right, cool. Like we did it. Like I got to college, take this, take it super serious. Again, coming from where I'm from, I haven't seen that much stuff around. So it's a lot of external things going on that can distract you from keeping your eye on the prize. Joints on ODU's campus. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. So, so it's a lot of external stuff. So again, I, back in ODU, it was another high school moment where I wasn't taking it serious. I wasn't watching film. I wasn't lifting the way I was supposed to. Um, I wasn't studying the way I was supposed to. I didn't take it as serious as like the moment was. It's like it's like God gave me another chance, and I still didn't take it take it serious. So um, senior year, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm on yeah, I'm on I'm on scholarship at that point. They, um, I think I was like. My red shirt, yeah, my red shirt, red shirt, red shirt, whatever. Um, I get a call during winter break, and my my position coach was like, "Yo, like, um, where you at? Like, what you doing?" Da da da. He's like, "I think you need to, I think you need to go talk to, you need to go talk to Coach Wilder. That's our head coach." And I'm like, "What's up? Like, I'm about to go home. Uh-oh. Like, I'm about to go home for winter break. Like, what's up?" He's like, "No, I think I think you just need to, you need to go, you know, you need to go talk." You know, everybody leave for the winter. Did they give back, you this line and uh, bring your playbook? You know how they do it at NFL. <laughs> they, no, they didn't. They didn't bring. They didn't give me that one. But he gave me the. Uh, you need to go to the facility. Like I'm like, I ain't done that. I'm too. I'm chilling. Like yeah. I, I, I'm not even in no dirt. So, um, Coach Water called me in there. He was like, "Yo, like I think you know, I think, I think, I think our time is 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 done." I'm like, oh. what? You know what I'm saying? It's like a, and he always, we always had these sayings like, what have you done for me lately? Like, you know, um, contracts are renewable or contracts can be, you know, yeah, like yeah. that was when scholarships wasn't four year scholarships. One is, year. You know, it's one yeah. year. So like when he told me that, you know, for, for lack of better words, it was like, yo, like your time is up. Like we got fresh meat coming in, wow. bro. That, 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 it is um, a revolving cried, door, man. That college, that college door, is bro. different, man, because they, they are always bro. recruiting a, in your spot, in your position, always. And it, and that's what you don't understand. By the time you get to your junior year, you think you're you you solid. You're like, man, I've been three years. Like, I'm blessed. What tears? So, like, when you and when you don't know for sure that they're recruiting in your place, um, it's very. You could be very naive to think that, like. Okay, boom, my locker right here, jersey number good. Like I'm cool. Yeah. I'll be back in the spring. So yeah, I got that I got that call. And there was a couple other people that had gotten it before me. Um, but you just think you're invincible sometimes. Um yeah. especially I had just I just finished pledging. You know what I'm saying? I'm the man, I'm the man on campus, like I'm promoting. Shout parties. out to Frat. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to the, the greatest fraternity in the world. Uh make <laughs> so uh, yeah, I had just finished pledging, so I'm like, I'm cool. I just finished my my a uh, good season, like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. First, I'm 
I'm in grad school. It's it's crazy. Like I thought things were like perfect, um, but I cried. I cried like a baby, bro. You you taking the the only thing I know from you, um, and at that stage there is no like it's not like high school where it's like, all right, boom. At least I got college. It's like nah, this is it, bro. <laughs> like that's this, it. that's it. This is it. You taking the only thing I know. So that's that's when adulthood really 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 hit. Um, that day I, when I had to go clean on my locker. Um, and it was like, dang, like, this is, this is it time to go get an apartment. It's time to go get a job. It's time to like, you really going to have to man up now. Cause you know, life is really, really about to hit. Yeah. Yeah. Like for us and, uh, you know, we, we were talking about, you know, our good friend lady, man, like, so they, our coaches were directly recruiting at the guard position every single summer. Wow. Like we would spend summers on campus training. We work basketball camps, so mm-hmm. we would play five on five at the basketball camp and stuff, you know, nine o'clock at night, run two hours, go crazy. So what our coaches would do is they would bring in new recruits for those night sessions. To play with y'all. Yep. So those night games after camp, the recruit would come in and we would see them, right? So I think, especially for me, there was always internal competition. Right amongst teammates. Right, that's the only way that you can have a successful team. You have to look at the man next to you said and say, "In practice, my job is to destroy you." Correct. That's it. Now, when we go and play these other teams, we like this. Right. With we just like this. We're fist. You know what I'm saying? We not just spread all. Yeah. So, um, when these recruits would come into the gym. You know, especially Lane and I, we would look at each other and be like, and then we had another guy come in. So we had a crew. It was like five of us who basically all of us were thousand point scorers. I think Layden was close. Wow. Uh, and we had another guy who was really close. He might have missed it by two points. I had thirteen hundred. We had a dude, we had a guy who scored twenty five hundred. We had a guy who scored seventeen. Like we were on the same team. Yeah. Time. So it got to a point, especially in our junior year. Well, anytime they brought transfers in or those, you know, whoever, freshmen, we always looked at each other kind of like, you ever heard of this, this story, the dream team, when uh, yep. Mike and Jordan was, uh, when yep. Tony Kuko showed up yep. and and Mike and Pip said to each other, I got him. No, you got, no, right. I got him. No, I got him. Like yeah. everybody wanted a piece. We were doing that to the freshmen, like in the transfers, like, all right, bring them. Every night, bro. That's like, love, bro. That's just, love. Just hungry because we were like, listen, I know we competing. That's what we supposed to do. But Correct. ain't nobody coming in here and, and taking our chicken dog. Like, Correct. You know what Correct. So we pound up and we Correct. would go hard. See, and that's the, that's the, it's, it's such a, it's a, it's a, such a difference too. Cause like, you know what I'm saying? When you got, I'm, I'm playing linebacker and yeah. you bring in this 23 year old from Juco. Um, he don't know right. nobody, you know what I'm saying? But it's it's more of like I'm fighting you, like it's just me and you, right? Like ain't nobody really else like trying to save you for your position. Like they, you know, you got it. It's 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 different, but it, but it's the same at the same time. Like you know, these recruits coming in, boom, you know your spot. All right, I'm seeing my name on the board at two, but then when you're not really doing what you're supposed to do, like me, I'm not watching extra film. I'm not staying late, you know what I'm saying, for, for workouts. I'm not trying to do the extra. Right. I'm just getting by because I see my name. I'm like, all right, cool, I'm good. I'm showing off on 
kickoff, everything. I mean, I'm still playing, but never really going at extra, extra mile the way I should have. Um, and I said, I mean, that's just words. That's just wisdom for me now when I talk to young boys that, like, want to go to college to play football or go to play a sport. And I'm like, bro, like, just know what you're getting into. Um, right. Because when you step on that campus, you're right. Your mindset should be, should be, like, I'm like that. But just understand that everybody's walking out. I'm like that. Like, everybody. So you're going to have to thing have a real... I, sorry to cut you off. I thought no, I was decorated coming yeah, to college. Right. And then I looked at the other four guys in my class, or three. Was it three of us? Yeah, the other three guys who were in my class. Yeah. I wasn't even close, bro. Like, see, I, see, like see. I wasn't. So I came in with a chip on my shoulder because I'm going online. I'm looking at this stuff and I'm like, they did what? Right. Who, who He got a scholarship from where? The right. only reason that he didn't get in this school is because, you know, the grades were this or that. So right. leading scorer in the state of North Carolina. What? He coming here? Like, right. you know, that type of stuff, right? Right. So, so, so X, man, you... Your coach brought you in. He told you what he told you. Everything changed. You go through this this sad time. What's what's next? What's this period after? Mm-hmm. Gra- so you, of course you graduated. Did they allow I, you to finish? I graduating. I ended up graduating. It's it's a crazy story to spell out, bro. Like as much as I wasn't focused, I was still focused. I ended up finishing and finishing undergrad in three years. So I started my. You know I'm saying I finished that program. Boom! I'm getting my master's while playing football working all types of stuff so i'm like doing the things to survive plus i'm like i got situations back at home so it's like i'm any like my mama feed me money or anything like that so it's yeah. like still working i'm still i'm a man like i'm handling my responsibilities but yeah football just became less and less of a priority um okay. as you start in the life life start life and you gotta keep up with it um yeah. so i ended up just sticking in grad school i wasn't playing anymore um i'm working I'm doing all types of side jobs. I'm working at a bar. I'm working security. But wait, I, I'm 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 gonna slow you down. Okay. How proud was your family? Oh man, at graduation. Oh man, because you did it twice, bro. Bro, first yeah. generation. You first generation grad, college grad. Correct. 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 And you then, did it twice yes. in four years. Yes. So no, 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 no. no. I, did, I did. I never finished. So that's the that's the okay. sticky. Thing. I never. I finished my undergrad, yep. but I never finished. My program. Um, I actually got. I actually got. I actually got kicked out. Okay. Um. So that's a whole. <laughs> that's Ooh. a. That's a whole. Yo, nother... We gotta put out. We gotta. Uh, I, we gotta write out the buyout. The buyout. Yeah, bro. it's it's wild, bro. I um. I was actually in school. Yeah, I was in school, and um, after I stopped playing football, I'm in grad school doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, I'm on the LPC track. Um, so that's uh, to get like a counseling degree. Yeah. Um, I'm working, just not really like feeling it. I'm just like, man, again, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get to this money. Like I'm really yeah. ready to get to this money. Like I, I, you know, I still don't know what exactly what my passion is, but I know I like working with kids. So I'm volunteering in the community. You're doing different mentoring programs, things like that. Um, but I'm still not like, what is, what do I really want to do? So of course I'm not putting everything into school. There's still distractions. Like I'm still not there. Um, and so that that actually led me once I got uh, kicked out of the program, I actually had to go home, and that's where I really like honed in on like, okay, God, like just give me one more chance at something, <laughs> like give me one more chance at something, and I won't do you wrong, like give me one more chance, and that's where 
you know, if I fast forward all the way to today, I feel like right now where I'm at is God giving me one more chance. He said, I got you. I gave you football in high school. I gave you football in college. I'm going to give you one more. Like there's a, there's, you know, three, three's a charm. And, uh, right. This business thing has been, um, the thing that I've studied the film, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing the extra work, whether it's like the workouts, you know what I'm saying? Equivalent to workouts. Like I'm going the extra mile because I know what it looks like when you don't go the extra mile. Like it literally just gets swept from under your feet. So that's why when people ask me like, bro, that's a word. Why you da, da, da I'm like, bro, I know what it's like to walk in the coach's office and he take your scholarship right from you. I know what it's like to have co- coaches coming into your high school, you and your best friend supposed to ride the whole wave and he look at you and say, There's nothing I can do for you because you're great. So I never wanted to get back in that position again with business, being that that was my next talented thing. If God yeah. you know, God giving me that of like where nobody's gonna be able to walk in and say, I didn't work hard. Or I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Right. Yeah. That's a word, man. You 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 went through it and you didn't you didn't succumb to how those things made made you feel. Correct. Because we know a lot of people, man, when when they get addressed by being fired, right, being turned away from opportunities, being looked down upon, right? Right. They use that as an excuse to not get better. Right, right. They always say it's this person, it's that person. But for you to have turned it around and and gotten to where you are, that's a testament to you, man. I appreciate it, bro. What this appreciate is this it. is what I want to ask you. So you were working, doing everything that you were supposed to do as as a as an adult human being in your life. You were working, and yep. something changed. Something in you said. All right, I got I, I I have some dreams, I have some ideas. Yep. I need to start doing this right now. What what was that period like? What what, what happened? Mm, okay. So I moved home like 2015, I wanna say. Mm, okay. Like 2015, I boom, I'm home. Um, I'm living at home. I'm in the I'm in the I'm in my, back at back at home my mom, right? Like um I'm working. I'm working at a school, um, doing counseling with kids, um, but it just wasn't wasn't hitting. So I I felt like the things that I was doing, I was being um, there was like a, a a block on on how how I could do it. All right, boom. I know I got a relationship with this kid, but by job boundaries, I can only, I can't pick them up on the weekends. You know I can't okay. take them to the basketball court. I can't get them food. I can't do some of the things that I, that I know. You can't create a personal experience. Correct. Correct. I can't expose. I can't empower. I can't educate. I'm just supposed to like redirect behavior in school when I know in order to make a whole child, he needs more than just these school redirections. You feel me? So with that, that's when I, I started to like just dive into like these uncomfortable places. I would say at the time I didn't know that they were uncomfortable places, but I started to dive into these things that weren't traditional. So I'm just like give doing give backs and working with kids on the side outside of school. And then, um, you know, I, it got to the point where I created a business. I created like a model that I felt like um, at some point would be sustainable 
and would get me out of where I was, you know, yeah. in, in that structure of school. Yeah. Um, it didn't take off right when I wanted to. So of course um, not. That, that, that's usually how these things go, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, the, the universe or God, you know, whatever you believe in, it makes you work for it. Bro. It makes you work for it. <laughs> yeah. Work for it. Absolutely. So I'm still in the school. Um, and I'm I'm building different programs. I'm just like coming up with ideas, just doing stuff, just doing stuff. It got to the point, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Like I was just like, yo, I'm spending way too much time at this point. I'm doing the company a disservice because now I'm like working on my stuff while I'm at work, and I'm like, yeah. you know, what I'm saying I'm in the bathroom making calls, and like <laughs> I'm got my you know my teammate like, hey, cover me while I run downtown real quick and do this meeting. So like at this point, I'm doing the kids a disservice, and I'm doing the company a disservice. And I'm not, I don't like the job anyway. So it's like, bro, it's time to get out. Right? I'd rather, i rather like really like starve than to keep being here, being miserable because I don't want to come to work. Right, 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 um, right, right. So I quit. I quit. Like I just up, quit and was like, I'm done. Like I will figure this thing out. Like I will really figure this thing out. Took a chance on yourself essentially, it, right? Yep. Took a chance on myself. Um, I started doing photography. Um, okay. I started working at UPS. Um, I started Airbnb at my house out. Um, I was at that point. Different was, streams of income. Yes. Smart man. At that yeah. point, it was hustling. Like I was really, really hustling. Um, and that's really where you know, I can give you five different stories with like how the nonprofit started, how the clothing started, and how the mentoring agency started. But that's where it really started from with me being in a job. And seeing, hey, there's more that can be done for these kids yeah. to get to the end goal. If we got these kids and, and, and we really want to affect them the way we say we do, then we've got to put implementation and programs and initiatives in place to really do that. And it's, it can't be the traditional, like, it's got to be a little bit more out of the box thinking. It's got to be innovative. It's got to be creative because the world is moving. And if we stay stagnant thinking that, this old way of thinking is going to lock in with these kids. It's not like, it's not. Yeah. I mean, you have to, you, you, you have to upgrade your thinking. I think the way that we were taught was great for us. Correct. In, the, in that period of time in the world. But now there are so many outside influences. Those ways don't always work. Correct. I think the, at the, at the core those values can be applied today, but Correct. they have to have a different appearance. Correct. Correct. You have to wrap it up a little bit differently. Correct. You, know, you got to put some Jordan ones on that. Absolutely. Nowadays, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, it, you you have to change it. You need some more clear coat. You know stuff like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? You 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 can you can bring it there, but you have to change it up, man. And um, you know, for me, I. I, I try to approach because I'm I'm a coach now. I try yeah. to approach I try to approach kids in the same way. And then I'm and then I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of run it back and and say my last season, and I can admit this publicly, my last season as a professional basketball player was doing that. Yeah. I, I was learning how to edit video. So when it didn't render as fast as I wanted, or if I had to do a content run. Bro, I wasn't thinking about basketball practice. Right. Basketball practice had become a hindrance for me. Right. Like it was just like, oh my God, man, I gotta do this for like two hours, two and a half hours. 
I gotta stretch. <laughs> I gotta drink water. I got that's when you know just enough sugar. But at the same time, I'm on my phone, like texting my wife, like, yo, can you open up the laptop and do 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 do? Like I'm thinking about the podcast Correct. while I'm in the gym. Correct. And by the time the end of the season came, I was just like, I was 10 toes into the podcast thing, man. Correct. And and I so I so I shared with you in that in that experience, man. It was just like I I love playing basketball. So that was a little bit of the difference. But the priority list, it changed completely for sure in the last two or three years, man. For sure. Especially for once sure. I started doing this, it changed completely. So I was like, yeah, I love doing this more than going up and getting an hour extra shots or blah, 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 blah. Right. And that's and I think that's when you get to that point in life where you understand that passions change and passions evolve. That's a beautiful thing, like to be self aware of, of yourself, knowing like, all right, I I really once was very passionate about this, but as life starts to move on, like you just find different passions. Um, I don't think everything. I think everything that I'm passionate about right now is will remain a passion, but I'll I will soon begin to be passionate about more things. Like that's just the way life goes and i think it's brave of an individual such as yourself yourself to actually address what right. you were feeling right because a lot of people they would look at their paycheck and they would say man i can't afford to not work man you mm -hmm. know i you know so i like doing this but man i ain't gonna you know i'm not really gonna mess with it right for you to jumped out and said you know what man I'm out. I, I got something else going on and I'm actually going to do it. It, it's, it. it was brave of you, man. I appreciate that, bro. Let me, uh, let me ask you this, man. And this is before we're going to get to Humble Hustle. Okay. That's what's coming next. Okay. What does the word community mean to you? So I've, I've you know, I, I see you on IG. Um, I've read about you. You are very, very, very active in the community. You, you talked about it. Correct. What, what what does the word community mean to you, and why do you care about giving back so much? Um, it's a bunch of different answers, but to like, when I was in college, I always said like, when I when I make it pro, like, I'm definitely about to like give back. Like, I'm about to like really give back because I didn't really see it. I know, I know, and I know people were doing it, but I didn't see. I didn't see it. Um, I think it was one of those things too. It's always been in me. I come from a family of givers. Like I come from, my grandmother was a huge giver, rest in peace. Um, but like my family makeup is of that giving spirit. Okay. Um, I've, I've literally, I've, we used to get mad at my grandma, like just taking boxes of food everywhere. Like whole basement full of stuff that people could come and get, um, whole food pantry. My, I come from a very much like giving open heart, have the shirt on my back type of family. Um, so what you see and the, the things that I do is literally just, a external, like, uh, it's an extension of what you were. This is just who I am. I don't yeah. know how to not do it. Like it's in your DNA. It's in my DNA. My you know my 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 team. 
they get mad all the time. They're like, X, you got to stop. Like, you got to, you know, you got to stop giving this. Like, I don't know. In some facets, I don't know how. I'm starting to learn how to, like, put boundaries around it. You know what I'm saying? To, 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 to where it doesn't become um, emptying to myself. Because it can very much be that. Because I've watched my mother, my aunt, my grandmother empty their self. You know what I'm saying? Pouring yeah. to others and yeah. not know how to fill their cup back up. So I'm learning that yeah. now. Um, but it's the, the same very goes. Much. You can't pour from an empty cup. You cannot pour from an empty cup. So you know that's the yeah. kind of the caveat, right? Absolutely. Like, you know, you're giving, you're giving, you're giving, but it's, it, at some point in time, you have to you you have to replenish your you own. Have to replenish your cup, bro. And you it's know, not. You, it's, it's okay you to, to take be... time off. You got to take a vacation. You absolutely do this and that, right? There's such a negative, um, uh, negative like stigma on the word selfish. Um, yeah. But now I think society is starting to figure out like that word selfish doesn't mean it doesn't have to be negative because sometimes being selfish is the best thing that you could do. Um, but I guess everything to, in moderation, right? Like too correct. much of anything will kill you. Correct. Correct. So if you always selfish, correct. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're a selfish correct. person. Correct. But there are times where, like you said, I need some me time. I need some so me I, time. Today, maybe I'm going to work out. Maybe I don't. Right. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna eat some food that's probably not that healthy, you know. Maybe have a couple extra glasses of wine, you know, whatever. Absolutely, like yeah. you need to be selfish. You need to be selfish. You need to be selfish. And I think, yeah, I, I, like to answer your question, you know, short but sweet. Like I come from a giving. I don't know how to explain it, um, but when you come from that makeup and you see the matriarch of the family and the, the patriarch Absolutely. of the family, that unit um, give and give abundantly. Like, and there is no malice behind it. There is no um, contingency behind it. It's like, Hey, I'm giving from my spirit because this is, this is who I am. This is who right. God got me here to be. everything that we do. I think it just becomes contagious when people around me, they can't help but to, it's either you get with it or you get lost type of type of thing. And that's not a, I'm not saying that to be rude, but that's what it is. It's like, hey, you can either get with this like love that we have for the community or this may just not be for you. So when you speak about what is community, community really is love. Like community is the people around you that um, hold you accountable. Um, it's the people that uplift you in prayer or, you know, spirit or, you know, just words of affirmation, right. whatever you need at that moment. Um, or during that time, but communities where you come from, community is what you tend to fall back on. You know, if you go too, too far, community will draw you back in. Um, and it doesn't just have to be the demographic community of like, oh, I grew up on this street. Uh, community is, is kind of really whatever you make it that uh, allows your, your allows you to grow, I would say. Of course. All right. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, you laid it out, man. And like I said, you're always doing giveaways. You always have two feet, you 10 toes down in the community, man. And it's, it's important that everyone hears that because when they see the brand. Yeah. Also, yeah. When they, when they see the brand, they see uh, a, a, a very diverse color palette. I mean, everything is cut nicely. What What is Humble Hustle? Mm -hmm. And 
like what is the the ethos behind it? Like, okay. What is it? Yeah. So, um, to give you the root, the foundation, humble hustle was de- derived from um, me just wanting to do more of what I'm. Let me say it like this: humble hustle is a lifestyle. I, I, you know, to be cliche, it's more than two words. It's a lifestyle. But it, the the entire nonprofit is meant to empower, educate, and expo- expose Black youth. Um, it's simple. It's, it's sweet. Um, everything that we do is within those three pillars. We expose, we empower, we educate. So that can be super broad, but it's very much still tunnel vision, vision, vision of where we're trying to get. Um, right. It was derived from just like the life that I was living when I moved back home. And then now I look at it. I've always lived the same life. My grandfather, my grandmother and grandfather always lived like a humble hustle type of lifestyle. Uh, we always found a way to give back no matter what we had going on. If you saw something that you could, you could make better, you did it. Um, that's just the lifestyle that we've always lived. So coming back home, it was, that's what it was. It was, I get out of school, I may be tired, but I would find a way to, you know, if I see all this kid needs a coat, I'm gonna figure it out. Like, um, you know, if the kid needs to get the basketball practice or needs this or needs a scholarship to do this, we figured it out. And so I felt like everybody had this humble hustle type of lifestyle. Some people just don't know how to um, implement it or some people don't know how to uh, get it going. Um, But now it is a 501c3 um, nonprofit organization uh, again, that is meant to empower, expose, and educate Black youth. We have a variety of different programs um, that we work with within the community um, with adults and kids. Um, our first program is called the Humble Heights. Um, that's like our premier program. I get excited when I talk about it because it's it's so just like grassroots and authentic in the way that it's been kind of blossoming, I would say. Um, and that's where we take black kids in the inner city and like expose them to outdoor recreation. So if anybody out there is listening and knows about um, Roanoke, Virginia or the s- southwestern part of Virginia, yeah. you know, that's more mountainous and you got your rivers and your lakes and things right, like that. Right. It's city, but it's very much like, OK, these are the assets that are. Uh, so you can pin- you can pitch a tent with ease. Easy, easy, <laughs> easy, easy. Now, see, now where we at right now, you know what I'm saying? I'm, uh, we're in the city. Like, you come down yeah. here, you know, you can find the city. It's, it's yeah, right, definitely right, city. Right, right, right. But it's not as far away from the uh, outdoor assets or outdoor amenities as some other cities are. It's in our backyard. Right. Um. So we do, I mean, kayaking, mountain bike riding, rock climbing, uh swimming, uh, fishing, anything outdoors, like that's what we're getting those kids exposed to. Because you have a favorite bait that you like to use when you fish? I, I'm, I, I keep it simple. We go on worms. Right, <laughs> we go right, on cool. worms. <laughs> we go on worms. I don't get too, too, too far into it. My grandfather, okay. and I, I'm, a, I'm an old soul and I like to stick to what works. Um, my grandfather always use worms. I, you know, I, I keep it simple like that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the the that's the the premier program. Then we have Pretty Humble, and that's where we take young girls um, and introduce them to financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and leadership development. Um, and then we have our Keep Giving initiatives, and that's something you probably saw. We do our back to school job every year and our coat yeah. job every year. Yeah, right. Um, right. 
in our last program we just uh just kind of launched it's called the collective it's a physical space here on uh 601 11th street northwest roanoke um and it's our entrepreneurial hub so it's just this dope creative space i'm actually in the podcast room right now um so right, we got a full, yeah, fully, fully high tech uh, podcast studio, one on one office space, retail space, uh, a gym studio, co working space, kitchen, boardroom, murals wow. all over the walls. Um, that's, that's very nice. modern, very clean. So that is the nonprofit. That is the humble hustle. Man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, he ain't playing the <laughs> nah. ex-vedo play. All absolutely, right? absolutely. So, so let me ask you this, man. Like I said, like I've, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the the releases that you got, yep. you all are putting together on the on the clothing side of it. Correct. And it's like, man, like this is. I I see the the nature influence in your work, mm-hmm. and I'm an earth tones guy. Okay. So, you know, when I see the color pattern, I'm like, yo, that's that's fly. Let me ask you this. What is your where did your influence in terms of fashion come from? Okay. That's a Especially good one. coming from a city like Roanoke. Like, yeah. like, like what where does your fashion sense yeah. who influenced you to to be who you are in in relation to your outward appearance? Correct. Correct. Um so back like when I was talking about my mom, my mom was a young mother, but she always talked about my pops being a fly dude. Like, like always had the okay. newest clothes, always had the newest sneakers. Like she, she always said like, he always had clean, clean shoes on like every pair of shoes, always had a good fitted on, very clean, um, very, you know what I'm saying? Just put together, you know, super well. Yeah. Um, she, she always said that. So that's something I took pride in and being a young man of like, oh, my dad, you know, that, even whether he was around or whatever, it's just like, as a young boy, like, that's what you want to be like. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're like, okay, cool. So that was one thing of just like staying super clean. But Kanye was my biggest like influence. I'm not going to lie. Like, Which phase though? Was it, was it, was it backpack and polo I was, Kanye? I was, yeah, I was, I was or was it college a little bit later on? I was definitely college dropout. Um, I've always been a, a, I I mean, growing up, I was a huge Kanye fan, huge. Um, And I always pushed the limit for for fashion Um, because, again, my mother was always saying, like, um, be yourself, be yourself. So I always wore what I felt. I never wore it because of the colors or because um, it was in fashion. I wore it because it, it made me feel good. So I may put on some wild stuff, but if I felt confident, like with it on, then I'm good. That's all I needed. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah that's all that mattered to me. So I always wore what I felt. Um, when I get dressed up, in, when I get dressed in the morning, like I'm wearing what I feel, um, whether it's a hoodie and a, a hat, or if it's you know a, a, a suit or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, so I said definitely say Kanye and just like you know modern modern you know hip hop is is for sure always gonna be an influence on I would say any young black kid nowadays I'm saying you're looking at yeah it's not and the crazy thing is it's not a it's not only us or it's it's influencing it's everybody everybody right every single like if you go to certain countries they 
they probably don't even speak English, but they Correct. know every single word Correct. of this song or that song. Correct. Right? Or they going on YouTube watching your videos, so they trying to match your fly, right? Correct. And now they can go online and get it anytime they want. Absolutely. You know, back in the day, like these people had to go to other, you know, they had to come over to the States to get Correct. that hip hop influence, right? Correct. Now they can get it right there at the doorstep. Correct. So, Correct. Yeah, so I feel you on that. Yeah, yeah. That, the clothing was always something. Um, I always wanted to do clothes. Once I started the nonprofit, that's when I started to dive into, okay, you know, being young, young black man in the city with a with a five hundred one c three, you know what I'm saying I I can kind of do anything, but now I'm a little bit more now I'm more dangerous that I can like sustain it with my own company. So that's why I created the clothing line as a okay. as an LLC, uh, was a sole prop because I knew all right I can sell my clothes, put whatever I want on it. That's dear boom. There's my creative outlet. And I still get that right off of just like donating to my nonprofit and sustaining that with it. So that's the model that that's we have. Awesome. Now. Yeah, that's the model and that I, we have now. I think that's a great model as well because it's a circular motion in terms Correct. of Correct. where the funds are going. And, Correct. And, and one thing will, especially for the most important part of it, it will never it will never falter because you always have something to back that up. Correct. You know, just Correct. in case this and that happens, right? Correct. And that allows me to, to be super transparent with the community um, and the community seeing like, okay, boom, I definitely want to support because he's taking the kids out. Like you said, it's the circular most. He's taking the kids out. Boom. That money that we just bought that shirt with, you know what I'm saying? Every month, something gets donated to the nonprofit. So that's going to be the, the money for gas or that's going to be the money for food or whatever. But also it allows X to still like maintain his lifestyle and yeah, you know, eat, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Eat, travel and have fun like a regular working citizen does. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, like we talked about earlier, you have to enjoy the fruits of your labor, man. Correct. You know, you're doing a lot of work. You got your hands in a lot of different, my mom always used to tell me, um, son, don't ever, just put one iron in the pot. Like you gotta have multiple irons in the pot, you know, just to keep things going. Cause Correct. you know, something might fall off. You need you need to be rolling. Correct. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you, you still we we all want a certain lifestyle. And uh, you know, to to have your businesses going in the way that it's going, I I know you like, yo, I gotta eat, baby. Yeah, I got I got to travel with that every now and then. Yeah, pop ups, this and that. So we we we're progressing through your story, man, and, and we we're getting towards the end because you know we we've been doing some work to get this day kicked off. Nice. But um, I w I want to ask you this: what is what are, what are some of the challenges that you face because all. All of the people on the outside, they see a finished product. Correct. They never see the process. Correct. And, you know, a lot of people, I mean, I, I like the process, but a lot of people, they don't really <laughs> care about the process. They see us as a finished product. Correct. Tell me about some of the things that could be difficult for you just going through this process of having multiple irons in the pot. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, 
I think the biggest thing, and, and when I'm speaking, I'm speaking to, um, I want to speak to people as I'm telling it, right? Like, so like when you start a brand, the one thing that is, is most definitely going to be the foundation of everything is confidence. And so your confidence is going to, I feel like it's like a roller coaster. It's been, it's been like a roller coaster. It's very hard. It's easy. I mean, you can watch stuff on YouTube all day long. You can listen to as many podcasts as you want. But confidence is a is is something that you're constantly working on. You're constantly trying to find that 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 uh, maintain that level of it. So I definitely think confidence is one of those things because people are human, and people that haven't seen something will naturally say it's not gonna work, whether it's their fear projecting on you, yep. or whether it's that they tried something and it didn't work, so they're pissed off, so they want to like you know what I'm saying let you know, hey, look, I tried it, it ain't gonna work. Right. You know what I'm but that confidence is something that you have to have um, understanding. Like, hey, look, it's it's going to be peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys, um, yeah. and, and understanding that you're not going. So that's one confidence. Two, understanding who, understanding that everybody doesn't have to support you, and everybody's not going to understand. That's, and that's, that's that's a big one right there whether that's friends or whether that's family. And I say family like with a capital F because if they, again, if they have not seen anything or if they only want the best for you, you know what I'm saying, with, with security, they're not going to understand, X, why are you quitting your job oh, to, yeah. to chase this dream that you've seen? Um that won't that make you any to... money because everybody just want they they don't a, a lot of people don't understand that that creativity is almost I mean it's a beautiful thing to be able to think up ideas you know just kind of mold it and right. actually get a a finished product a lot of people are like you got the finished product but how much money are you making right I, I didn't I didn't necessarily I want you know of course we want to monetize it but I'm doing it because using my brain feels good if it, it, it i like to see what i see come to life exactly i like to see that like and it is yeah. you're right it's not about money i said it a long time two two three years ago i said it on a podcast i was like bro like i i'm not chasing money i'm chasing time like i want my time i want my time to be able to do this to spread wisdom and like you know share yeah. love and share my story or yeah. or even just to sit in a room and create i want my time um, you can't pay for time. That's the thing. You can't pay for time and you can't pay for love. Those are two of the most important assets Absolutely. on the planet. But Absolutely. everybody's chasing the money. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know. Um, so I definitely say you, you, the confidence battle is always going to be something that everybody's going to struggle with. Um, it's peaks and valleys. Understanding, you know, your friends and your family. Um learning uh like staying in that um stay, staying in that problem that problem i always i say we stick stay in the problem phase because where there's a problem there's always a solution that's where you get to get creative and find that solution if you like always that, yeah. you know what I'm saying like you want to stay in that problem realm because then you're constantly it doesn't mean you're staying negative i don't want nobody to take that but like staying in that like okay what can be done to make this building better. All right, boom, I get to be creative. Like yeah. there's fundraising, there's implementing, you know what I'm saying? There's community, there's whatever. So 
Um, I mean, I can name thousands of things that I've been through. Um, it's it's kind of specific on uh, it gets specific, but like overall, throughout this journey, um, I think the biggest the biggest thing is believing in yourself very much like understanding that um the more uncomfortable you get the better the more you grow um and i know that's become a cliche thing with society now it's like oh there's no there's no growth in in stagnation and absolutely not absolutely not push that line you have to push the line you got to um finding finding what faith really is um you know that's more spirit talk but like really finding what faith is and as a man you you constantly trying stuff and trying and trying and trying it's like god's looking at you like bro if you don't stop and just trust that i got this joint bro like bro relax like relax (laughs) bro like didn't i didn't you see it didn't work the other three times and you keep trying it like yeah um so that's that's another thing is just finding what faith really is and understanding that like you're here for a reason and everybody has it as my, you know my boy um he he said uh everybody has a genius and once you really find out what your genius is like you're unstoppable and so once i found out what my genius was i didn't care if you doubted me or not i knew that i knew that i knew that i was here for a reason and i also knew that my mind worked completely differently, completely different than anybody could even imagine. And all I needed to be was in the right places um, yeah. to let my, you know what I'm saying, to let my talent show. So I know I went off on a little bit, but like, if you asked me, if, if, if you had a specific joint, like I could give you that story, but it's it's, it's no way I could wrap it up into one thing with, with, especially with just entrepreneurship of the things that you learn, because it's just imagine, just imagine being on a boat in the middle of an ocean and <laughs> it's either you on, you, you know, the boat is safety. You got food, you got, yeah. it's, I, I feel like that entrepreneurship is the closest thing to just jumping. And when you're on the ledge, it's like every thought in your mind is like, okay, what if this boat goes out and doesn't pick me back up? Or, yeah. you know, what if I roast by the sun? Or what if I don't swim? What if, whatever. You you ever heard the saying that if, if was a fifth, then we would be all effed up? <laughs> you ever heard that saying? <laughs> Bro. If, if, if was a fifth, we'd if. be all effed Bro. up, you know? <laughs> and then you have, to, you have to flip it like, but what if it works? I'm saying like, but what if it actually works? Like, That's if you just flip it, like, if I quit, you know, I probably won't be able to pay my bills. But what if you get the right amount of traction on the idea and you get an investment? Like, it's it's just a flip of it. Um, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, you they, I think both of them said you you miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't that you take. Don't take, bro. So what? what I mean. I'm the same way. I did that with this podcast, man. Like, I I really got the idea and the dream. 
and I'm not even being like corny or nothing. Like I got it in a dream. Yeah. And it was so powerful. Yeah. It it was one of those types of dreams that I went to sleep. It woke me up out of my dream. And you know, sometimes when you go back to sleep, it ain't the same dream or you don't Correct. dream right. It woke me up like three or four times that night and it was the same concept, the same idea every time I went That's back to sleep. That's love, bro. That's and it was love. the podcast, bro. Yeah. And, and I woke up the next morning and I wrote like nine episodes. I, I scripted the first nine episodes. I hadn't Dang. talked to anybody. I hadn't done anything. I, I hit I hit up my man D Wills, hit up Derek. Oh yeah. And um I said, yo, I need a I need a logo. And it went just like that. So when I got the idea, bro, I was just like, I can't play with this, man. Like God God has given me this thing. And if I, if it's that powerful and I just let my fears take control, yep. I'll never do it. Yep. So you, you, it's like, it's, 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 it's almost disrespectful. It's almost disrespectful it. to your makeup. If like, I get coming I mean, on when I tell you, just like you said, I don't, I don't really dream too much. It's, it's crazy, but I get clear, 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 clear visions. Yeah. I know exactly what stuff is supposed to look like on the output and on the, on the, the, the final uh final picture of I know exactly what it's yeah. supposed to look like. Um and I've always needed help with making that step one, step two, step three of course, to of get course. it there. But I, I get very clear visions. And so sometimes I have to execute them and sometimes I have to learn like, hey, look, maybe this is for twenty forty, right? Like maybe this is for twenty twenty five. It's Long everything. Game. Yeah. Right. Everything doesn't have to happen right now. But for the most part, um with the visions that I see, like I'm now being able to discern when and where they're supposed to go or who I need to get um, in place to make these things, these things happen. But yes, when you get, when you're a visionary like that, bro, like you got to trust it. You got to yeah. trust it. Cause not everybody's getting visions like that. No. Yeah. You, you got to embrace it. So X, listen, man, we're going, so we, we on the back end yeah. of, of the episode, bro. And, uh, I want to ask you before we get to the manifestation part, because manifestation is a big part of the show. Yes, what's sir. next for Humble Hustle? Okay, so where Humble Hustle is now is we are um, we are em embarking upon our seventh year. Um, I believe in numbers. I, I believe in. I love numbers. Um, my favorite number is seven. I was number seven on my line. My number was fifty-two in college. Five plus two is seven. Um, my grandmother had literally just passed away. Um, and the number on her room was seven. So I feel like this wow. is a, a hell of a year and, you know, seven is, has a lot behind it. So I think where we are now, um, the goal is to start to, uh, implement our strategy and our, um, our programs in other places. Um, and that be by way of the outdoor programming and clothing. Uh, so now we're looking nice. at a lot of wholesale opportunities. We're looking at a lot of like retail placement um, and a lot of just like contractual, like design uh, processes for other organizations and, and entities that are trying to figure out, hey, how do I get this, my model going? And we right. have that strategic, you know, layout. It's like, okay, now let's start to work with these other places to help them 
um, get their thing going, but also to implement our stuff in, in, in different places as well. So um, now it's like, you know, I would say franchising is, is where we are now. It's like, how do we start to, we've got a pretty, we got a solid foundation. Now let's spread. Now let's, yeah, yeah, now let's branch out to, to really get things going. Um, so that the, you know, saying that the love just kind of just like infiltrates, it's like roots. You know, once you build a tree and the roots start to like spread out, they can go under concrete, on top of concrete, through a house, yep. whatever you want to call it. Uh, I don't want to be destructive. I want to be strategic and I want to be slow and I want to be um, effective. So that's where yep. we are. Nice. Well, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> if you haven't gotten on the humble hustle train i'm telling you i appreciate it man you better you better get your ticket absolutely absolutely yesterday's price will soon not yeah, be today's not, price not, 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 not. <laughs> we got discounts going on right now so okay but, yeah, yeah, yeah all right all right holiday season too holiday, holiday season. season for sure definitely so, so man, manifestation is a big part of the show okay and when i have people come on the show i like them to just verbalize their wildest ambitions, their wildest mm. dreams. What would you like to manifest on the show? That could be personal, professional, or both. Okay, okay. Mm. So, all right. Try to be as specific as possible because I know that when you manifest, you need to be specific. Yeah, and you can always use us as a reference when you get to where you, you know what I'm saying, or where you're trying to go. You can always come back and say, yo, I said it. No, facts, or facts. episode facts. 20. Absolutely. <laughs> at, at, at 107. At 107. No doubt. So I'm going to say it now for that minute. End up. Um, right. I would say that for myself, I want to, um, I want to be the greatest creative director Um that that's ever been known um and i don't think age or time has anything to do it i'm i'm literally walking to my craft now um i want to be i want to do really 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 good um creative direction for um artists i want to do it for organizations i want to do it for brands um i want to do it for people um so that's that for myself that's where i feel my myself walking into uh is is high brand creative direction um videos photo shoots brands like i said organizations um to give people that that facelift you know when they just need that spark um that's what i really want to get into and then um for the organization like i said i want i'm not gonna say i want we will begin to implement our programs and initiatives in other places um and we'll find a solid foundation and we will be able to discern uh, the right people to, to take on those roles. Um, and so I think for the, yeah, for organization, for sure, um, for the clothing, that's only going to grow. Um, I know that we'll start to get into um, the right people because I don't want to say just celebrities because that not, not all the time is a celebrity, the person that you want. To, to grow your brand like I want the mm -hmm. right person so I don't yeah. know who that is but our brand will start to have the right people wearing the clothes 
or getting their hands on the clothes or hearing about it um, to get that circulating so that that's a sustainable uh, business. That's what I've always prayed for is I want it to be sustainable. Um, And for the mentoring, for the, you know, for anything else, I think it's just uh, making sure that the people that are now working and the people that are now benefiting or using their passion through through it, I want to make sure that they are set up when it's time for them to walk away, that they are set up uh, in a solid foundation where it's not just a drop off, but they're walking into something higher that's still mm-hmm. within their passion that allows them that freedom to create the, the flexibility, the funding. Um, I don't want you to leave my presence going down. I want you to leave my presence empowered and able mm-hmm. to, to go see to, to your next, your next thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, you know, that was, that was a lot, but those are the things that I'm just constantly trying to manifest is empowerment, education, um, exposure, um, with myself, my family, health, love, um, you know, and sustainability. Yeah, man, there's no need to keep all of these crazy ideas we have to ourselves, man, right. because you never know. Right. They just might come true. Right. <laughs> very true. Yeah. So, listen, X, man, thank you, man. We got Absolutely. it done, bro. Absolutely. Um, this was this was this was amazing, man. I gotta get the road note, man. Um, you know, I got I got I told you my my roots in Virginia are crazy. Shout out to all, all my all, all my bros. <laughs> VA, you know what I'm saying? Uh yeah. Bucci, DG, Laid, D Wills, all of our guys, all my VA guys. Um, but yeah, man, um just thank you for your time, man. And for sure, for sure. No, I appreciate it. Listen, Perseverance man, is everything. Yeah, no doubt, man. And I and, and, and I'm happy that I got to share this 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 you know this time with you, bro. Because again, you know that that's we can't pay for this. You Correct. Know, we can't pay for Correct. this time, man. So you gave me Correct. your time, man. You did it graciously. You were you were patient. Uh, yeah. You know, with all of the setup and everything, man. So listen, we gonna wrap it up here. And I want to say, ladies and gentlemen, you know I have to drop that jewel. It costs nothing to be good to someone. Be good to someone today. I'm your host, Rob Fields. He's Xavier Tremaine. I appreciate you, bro. Humble Hustle was in the house. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. Make sure y'all go follow that. At- no. Hey, yeah, yeah. Give me your socials before we check out, bro. I got you. I got you. So you got uh, the clothing is at H-M-B-L-E-H-S-T-L-E. There's no U's in that. Take the U out. That's how you begin to fortify your hustler spirit and your humble Ooh. mentality. Um, that's the clothing um, and then you got at uh, hustle and give that's the nonprofit. Um, and you can follow me at Xavier Tremaine X-A-V-I-E-R-T-R-A T-R-A-M-A-I-N-E um, and you'll find all the links to anything you want uh, in our link trees there so I appreciate you bro I wish you nothing but success and love and prosperity um, I hope that nothing nothing but good comes your way for you and your family absolutely no doubt, my brother. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank it's you. Love. love. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch you on the next one. 
hey, we releasing this soon. So, hey, stay tuned. Yes, right. sir. Peace. Peace.